if you think this is bad, mm-hmm. ooh, ooh, <laughs> the stuff I could share with you. I remember telling her, I'm used to eating ramen noodles and hot dogs. I ate ramen noodles <laughs> and hot dogs to start. So if I need to eat ramen noodles and hot dogs again to get this business going, because it is my true purpose, I don't mind eating ramen and noodles and hot dogs. Yep. I think you do. <laughs> and that's going to be the difference between us. You can't take a step back to take a step forward. But sometimes you just got to do that, you know, and. Yeah, that's been like the most heartbreaking thing with my employees and this uh, the shift that our you know world's taking right now. Where I'm just like, just push through. Right. Every person I see, I'm like, re- you need to read Man's Search for Meaning. You need to read these books because the these are the people that are the strong-minded people that are going to adapt instead of demand. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? It's and that's when you see those people go, oh, I found my purpose in that mm-hmm. struggle. What the hell's going on out here? All right, welcome back. Another episode fueled by spite. I'm joined here with, man, we've known each other about 10 years now because yeah. I've only been down here 10 years. Jen, um, actually, this is kind of fun saying this. I think I've only heard your last name twice. Oh, really? And God help me, I ain't going to be able to spell it. Yeah. Jen, what's your last name that I've known you for? Duranzic. Mm-hmm. that I've yes. known for 10 years. Yes. <laughs> um, again, we, we, we've run. <laughs> Just imagine. Um, we run complimentary businesses, obviously mm-hmm. chiropractor, massage therapist, mm-hmm. both entrepreneurs, mm-hmm. both started our own business here. Well, one, one thing oh. you had said, so you're, you're in a new space and we'll catch up on that really quick, but you're looking for other providers, other massage therapists or just therapists in general to refer to. Yeah. Why did you say that again? Um, because I've got an overflow of clientele, so which is it's a weird mentality because people say, well, that's a good problem to have. And I don't ever really think of it as a problem. I think it of it as I never think that I should stop looking for clientele. So I always keep the mentality of, I just need to find them another home um, because I'm just too busy right now. I've got a, you know, wait list until the end of August, mm-hmm. you know? So yeah, I've got to go find somebody else that I trust to refer to, to do body work again, because even some of the women and men that worked with me over at Fusion Whole Body Recovery have become very successful massage therapists themselves and they're getting booked. Um, so I need a new a new group of fresh therapists to refer to. Now, the, the reason that that kind of, um, that resonated with me, I had a, a previous coach and one of the things that he said, you know, if, if, if you want to help more people, you just gotta double the amount of people you know, which is a wonderful marketing strategy. Um, but then if it came to the point where, you know, you need to open up your hours to help more people or, you know, th- things like that. But it sounds like you are in a uh, in a different space right now in that like headspace, business space. And in all reality, I'm on my way to that same point. Like, I don't I don't want to help. <laughs> sounds bad. I don't want to help more people. I want to help the right people. I want to be able to pick and choose who I help because yeah. I mean. In in a service industry, like sometimes like, that's draining. Mm-hmm. It, helping the wrong people is mentally and physically exhausting, especially like in in our lines of work. So it was, it was interesting just hearing you say it. Like I'm I'm looking for people to, lack of a better word, kind of pawn off. Right. Yeah. All the people that want my services. Exactly. And some of those people, those clients, might be really ideal clients for me. I can say on, with honest truth that my clientele that I have right now as my regular clientele is my ideal clientele. It's taken, mm-hmm. I think that was one big thing with this move that I now consistently consistently see my ideal clientele. But you're exactly right. My specialties are in a very certain 
uh, you know, group of people. And if those people aren't willing to work with me for their recovery, then I'm not, I need to find them someone else to go to. That's awesome. They're not in the right headspace quite yet. Hopefully they'll be there one day. Give me your origin story. How did you get to take us to opening of fusion? One of my big things is beliefs is that you like continuously reinvent yourself. So um, but the fusion story started, I had been doing body work for about eight years in Grapevine, and I had met a client. You always heard, you know, don't start business with a family member, don't start a business with a friend. Um, so I had met a client that in that time, she was a very, she's very frustrated with her business and she, cryo was coming out. So she, I, I did cryo. I had a back injury around that time. That's kind of another story. I found that it worked. She was like, I, I want to get out of this job. I was at a position at that job that I couldn't grow anymore. I was seeing too many people. The owner of that business didn't have any other options for me, like profit sharing or any kind of management position where I could grow outside of my physical um, work. So we both both had the funds and we said, well, let's get into this business. So we had enough rapport that I was like, okay, we get along. She was very opposite of me. She was very by the book, very you know, she was actually actually a risk um, analysis person, which actually ended up, I think, being a, a fault for that particular thing. But anyways, um, so I was like, good, we've got a project management person and then a person that really knows the business. I'll be the like basically, you know, front person. She can be the back person, match made in heaven. She wanted to open up a cryo facility. I said, I'll never open a cryo facility. I'll open a wellness facility because cryo is a piece of equipment that can go, get outdated and you'll get fleshed out, which, fair. yeah, it's fair. So we had come up to the agreement that we were going to open Fusion and uh, we got an uh, investor. So we got an investor, a small investor, built that place out and uh, decided to open. So I decided to open it because um, I had a consistent amount of clients telling me that I wish there was a place that offered multiple modalities. So I saw the need for it. She got into it more just to escape the mundane of it. So yeah, so that's kind of how it started. And uh, at the time, um, you know, I was, I think I was married at that time, but I didn't have any children yet, so I had lots of time. When are, when are we talking? What year was? 2013 okay. was when I opened Fusion. So, yeah, so that's really? how it started. Damn, I actually, because I opened in 14. Oh, really? I didn't know right that we behind. were that close. Yeah, I think cool. I kind of remembered that because I think that's, we met shortly after that. I knew you were relatively mm -hmm. new in the area. Now, are you from here originally? Yeah, so I'm from Dallas, North Richland Hills. I was raised in North Richland Hills. But I lived in North Carolina, got educated in Wilmington, and okay. then came back. You had the clientele, you, you had the the financial backing, you had the the analytical backing, let's call it the the yeah. back office yeah. kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. How many? It, it sounds like you had this. It might even be counterintuitive to the the name of the, the podcast here. It sounds like you had a, a good deal of support, or at least to get, for lack of a better word, cheerleaders. People telling you, "Hey, go out on your own." Yeah. Do you have anyone who didn't? Um, I had some friends, you know, that kind of fell off. That really, it's weird because you probably experienced this. At the beginning, they're super excited for you. And I did have that. I still have my mentor who owns Advanced Body Work in uh, Grapevine. She's roots for me because she knows what the world's like um, as well. But yes, it was more like, I don't know if people, 
I think there was a group of people that thought I was doing it just to try it out and didn't think it was actually part of my core being, okay. like that state of mind, that state of mind of consistently wanting to grow. Like I remember uh, my ex-husband, he came from a very wealthy family. And even when I married him, people were like, oh, you're still going to work? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> so that was like the first indication of like, do you guys think I do this for fun? Because right. I don't. So once I really started putting my time and energy into the business and people started to see what I needed to sacrifice as far as my time and energy, they were like, oh, well, I'm out of that now. I think hmm. that was the big thing was when they started to see how much time I needed to, to, needed to commit to that business and how passionate I was about it. And that, right. and that, oh, well, we don't like that. Like, you know what I mean? You have to make <laughs> lifestyle changes. We don't like that, you know? So yeah, I had some support at the beginning and I still have support. It's just got less, you know, one, it's a hundred percent accurate, but two, like, it's just, you, you could tell it happens. If, if you can't tell, you can tell that mm. it happens with such regularity that you say so nonchalantly, like, I did have support and it's become less, but yeah. like it, it is. And it's, man, mm -hmm. it, it's, it's interesting. It's same it fucking sucks. It, yeah, it the, does. The, the amount of people who are there, they're there when you're starting and just as you continue and like, literally like you say, Hey, I'm going to do this. And then as you continue to just fucking do it, if you, mm -hmm. as you do what you said you were going to do, people get pissed. Yeah. And you're like, like, this is what I've been telling you this whole time. Right. And I feel like that's not, I mean, that's a, like in a lot of self-improvement things, whether it's, you know, I want to start working out and getting healthy. I feel like there's always these hard lines in your life that you just have to go. You're either going to go with me or you're going to stay behind. Mm -hmm. And people don't like that, you know, a lot of times. And unfortunately, the more you do that to in, in order to better yourself or maybe, you know, um, you see a flaw in yourself that you may want to correct or something, or you want to strive for a dream. Like, I feel like that gets less and less, like you make cuts almost in your life. <laughs> and it's, you know, at first it really made me sad, but now I'm just like, you know what, like I consistently do this and I consistently feel better about that decision. Mm -hmm. So if that's what it is, that's what it is. And I think that I wasn't always a blunt person. I think that's kind of what made me more blunt because I'm like, okay, we're just going to cut the bullshit uh -huh. right off the bat instead of what Jen used to do. And that was soothing the other person, trying to make them feel bad, good about everything. And then at the end, still seeing that they did that. The ability to cut people out that you realize this, this sounds like aren't serving you. Yeah, you know right. I mean? Well, and no matter how much you learn to that, no matter how much effort you may put into that relationship, hoping that they that may happen, you're still not in control of that person's ultimate decision to mm -hmm. walk away because they may not like something simple. You know what I mean? And that's kind of what consistently would happen to me. And it kind of started to happen with fusion. And that's when I was like, enough is enough, because I'm like, I've poured everything I can into this business. And I can honestly walk away and say I did everything I absolutely thought I could do for this business model to make a difference. I just the the people just don't want to stand with me, you know, or consistently back me when mm -hmm. I need them. I need to be backed, and I'm tired of doing that. I'm tired of doing this. <laughs> I'm tired of providing a job for people that aren't going to back me. You yeah. know what I mean? I mean, <laughs> not saying that you can't find good people. I just I would work 
which is another lesson that I learned. I worked so much inside the business that I couldn't manage that. Mm -hmm. So that was my fault. You know, that was my lesson learned in that business. I actually just had to let somebody go. Um, this today, today is this today, Tuesday. I remember this. I, yeah, let's yeah, someone, like, let's someone go a week and a half ago. Welcome to entrepreneurship. You never know what day it is unless you, when your clients show up on the schedule. Exactly. Oh, oh you must be too. It must be Tuesday. Yeah, but it must here. be Tuesday. So, but no, I, I had to let somebody go. And this was on a Friday and at the, at the cookout. And that Monday, I had her replaced. But the reason I had her replaced so quickly was because the girl that replaced her, I had a relationship with already. Mm -hmm. Like I, I knew who she was. I mm -hmm. knew her, her work ethic, things like that. Like it was easy because one of the, and I'm sure you can echo these sentiments also. One of the things that sucks about having a business is fucking interviewing. Yes. I hate interviewing yeah, people. Yeah, 100%. And I have mm -hmm. absolutely grown to love nepotism. <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. I really have. Like if, if you're on the outside looking in, like, oh, what a terrible thing to say. No. Not nepotism as in I hired someone because their mom, dad, friend asked me to, but I hired someone because I knew them. I already yeah. had a relationship with them. I knew that they would be a good fit. Yeah. I mean, now I don't know exactly if that falls under the category of nepotism, but it's probably somewhere under that umbrella. But there is, I don't think there's any bigger beating than the interview process. One of my favorite things is I would always hear from people that don't own a business. You just need to hire better people. You need to get an interview. I'm like, thanks, really? <laughs> right. Thank you. Like awesome. someone doesn't can't boldface lie to me in an interview, which is happens too. You know <laughs> what happened from Fusion to now? So, um, so I closed Fusion. We a lot of people asked what happened. Uh, a lot of people were surprised by it. I go, well, a good business person's not going to let you know that there's major issues going on in the business. Mm -hmm. um, but if you were watching, it was, I was working way too much inside the business because I couldn't find a, a staff and things like that. Anyway, so in December, I had a child. My staff kind of imploded. So at that point, I had to make an immediate decision that, you know, well, I was hoping till the lease went because um, I had given myself till June to make my ultimate decision because I was getting kind of tired of this business model and uh, it came a little bit sooner. Of course, I was very upset about it. Um, I went, I had a great friend of mine, Claudine, that said, hey, I got a free ticket to go to Tamika's thing because I had been to Tamika's events prior and it was just very, you know, nice to be around fellow uh world changer type type people just to go, you're okay. You know, you've been through this before. <laughs> so I went through that and everything. So but that's it. I always knew that I wanted to do something a little bit different. So I had my maternity leave. Um, and then my original you get maternity leave as an entrepreneur. I know you don't really get it. <laughs> so I really didn't get it with this one right. because I was literally, I think a month, maybe a month out of a cesarean moving things. So I'm doing my rehab right now, but, um, anyways, so I had that three months and I was like, this is, you know, I was real pissed off. I was very mad. I was very angry. I wasn't sad. I was very angry because I was like, why can I even get a fucking three month maternity leave without, you know, worrying about this stuff? So after I was done angry, I was done cussing. I was all that. I go, okay, this is enough. My goal was to go back to work at Fusion to do body work on February 6th, which was my birthday, which I opened Fusion my 30th birthday. Okay. So that was something I thought was pretty cool. So I was like, you know what? Maybe it's just meant to be that way again. So 
I put the work in. I had a really great client that I was in fire sale mode. I was like, oh my gosh, what is going on? My life is going crazy. I just had a baby. Like, oh my gosh. He goes, Jen, you need to take a breath. He's an entrepreneur himself. He actually developed the wine wand, which is like everywhere now. Um, um, he said, I'm going to help you. We're going to sit down because you're in panic mode and we're going to come up with a plan <laughs> because I, I know that who you are and you know, you're just, you're in freak out mode. I said, yes, I am. Please help me. <laughs> what gave it away? So, and I know this guy and he's an inventor and I knew that he had gone through many failures himself before finding success. I also read the book, um, comebacks, which was, you know, I was just grasping. I like, this isn't yeah. going to bring me down. I'm going to figure it out. So within that three month period, I came up with a plan. I'm still working it out a little bit, even right now. Um, but it's all on a pathway. And I said, I'm going to get, I'm going to, I'm not going to let this bring me down. And I will tell you, that was the time where I was like, wow, people really care. Cause I, that is when I started to have my entrepreneur friends call me and go, what the hell happened? Jen, what happened? Oh my gosh. I can't believe it. I remember Kadima with Vive was angry. He was like angry that this was happening to me. And so I took a step back and I organized myself. I put out my feelers and I said, I got to start making money. That's my first <laughs> priority. You know what I mean? I don't yep. have any money. Bills didn't stop. I was already broke basically. Baby's from still trying. hungry. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I was really running on fumes financially trying to keep fusion open. So I said, F this, I'm going to go start making money for myself because I have a family, you know? So anyways, I met April, she's work, owns Inspire in Colleyville. She offered a room, which is ideal for me because it has the clientele that I'm used to and I know how to be with, which I don't necessarily need. But again, like I saw, I'm always looking for clients and I knew I could, I still find, have a heart to mentor and foster therapists. So I knew that that would be a good spot for them. And it had all the amenities I needed. Um, so I went back to work a week after my uh, six uh on February 6th, my birthday. And that was purely because I was like, screw this. Why am I going to work on my birthday after going through all this? <laughs> so I, I was like, I'm going to enjoy one week, at least one week of my maternity leave where mm -hmm. I can like go, okay, I have a plan and we're going forth with the plan and we're going to go from there. So my, my core like belief is that my, I'm put on this earth to teach people how to take care of themselves. Mm -hmm. And that facility wasn't really doing that. It was like basically giving them facilitating it. Yes. But I found more passion in educating my clients on a deeper level for long-term mm -hmm. relief. And so I never got to really fulfill that there because I was so sucked into there. Because like I have that specialty training that is to help them. And I never even had time to teach that because I was so Oh, damn. You're so in the business. Yeah. And I will. mean, that was like $25,000 training I took that I was never able to even utilize because I had to be out of the office to do it, you know. So yeah, now I have a space I can teach those classes, people that will actually want to learn those classes because that's my ideal clientele are these yoga people. Um, and then, you know, I can start fresh and kind of go, okay, I'm facilitating, but then now let me educate you and then kind of give you that long-term freedom type stuff. What would you say to somebody, who, if, let's say they just walked in the door here and all they heard was the last part that you're talking about. And if they say that they that it sounds like you were just talking about money, oh. like, like it was just for the money. I, w I would tell them, well, why do you think I'm in business? <laughs> I mean, I remember one sometimes someone I had a therapist and, and it made me laugh. And he goes, he goes, well, Jen, like very facetiously, 
he goes, well, Jen, you make money off of me. And I'm like, well, duh. I said, why do you think, like, I don't make a ton of money, but why do you think I open this business and have all this responsibility? It's not to just pay you and not make, like, what? (laughs) So, I mean, it's not all about money for sure. I'm just lucky enough to, that my purpose generates income, but I also know that I do a physical job Mm -hmm. for that purpose and I one day won't be able to do it. So I have to set myself up financially to be able to continue to help people when my body needs a break. You right. Know? You know what I mean? I said my purpose generates income. I had a, a, a coach very recently tell me, and this really put things into perspective because from, from a chiropractic standpoint, one, one of the great things about, I mean, hell, it works for massage too. One of the great things about chiropractic and massage is there's so many different ways to do it. Mm-hmm. Nobody will do body work like you fucking ever. No. Nobody can adjust like me. That's a blessing and a curse. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, I mean, at the same, like, I mean, I, I, I'd say a joke. No, as I say it with a good bit of honesty, um, you know, my, my patients have it so much better off than myself because as far as chiropractic is concerned, right. I will spend my entire life looking for second best. I know. But- <laughs> and I, I, someone asked me that to people. I know I, I feel bad when I say that, but I'm just like, I don't know what to say. I mean, it's not true. Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I put a lot of effort 20 years into this uh-huh. business. You know what I mean? Practically, he's got three offices. But the whole city was out of power. And I was talking the other day. It's like, yeah, I was just, uh, I just wrote out uh, a payroll or I just got done doing payroll for $23,000. Like, and I only that. saw people five out of the last 10 days. That was one thing I struggled with employees is that this is a really hard time with the inflation and things like that. Because I think people assume that, oh, especially small businesses, we just immediately got some kind of pay raise or something where we can accommodate all of this. And mm-hmm. so it's like, we finance, we personally financially take the hit on that. And so when you're writing payroll and someone's going, I'm doing less, but I'm demanding more. You're like, I don't know where I'm supposed to get this magic mm-hmm. money. All of a sudden you got to give me a little time. Right? But that's been really hard because it, there was no time. It's like the pandemic hit and then inflation. And then it was like, ah! right. You know, yeah, and it's made me kind of. I've really tried to not harden my myself over this time because it makes me a little bit harder. Where you're just like, people don't understand that that sacrifice that you make. But yeah, payroll. You know, people are you know hearing the the news reports and things like that, mm-hmm. and it's coming off it's coming off the coast. Mm-hmm. People in San Francisco and LA are looking for you know fifteen an hour to flip burgers. People in New York are looking for fifteen dollars an hour to flip burgers. People in Texas weren't looking for that. Until they heard people on the coast were looking for that. But you know what fucking costs to live out there as opposed to what it lives here? Right. Like all the all they're seeing, and this this sounds this is it sounds it sounds kind of bad, but in all reality, like people are just being just fed this garbage from places that don't really you know represent them or represent the cost of living. Right. That that we have. So if, if our cost of living isn't the same as San Francisco. There's a reason that our pay wouldn't be the same as San Francisco. Um, but at the same time, people are just hearing these news reports. San Francisco's right. are on strike in, at McDonald's because they're not getting $15 an hour. People are like, oh, $15 an hour. I'm like, I want you to sit at a front desk and just schedule yeah, an appointment. Like, exactly. Like, it's the easiest, most fun job ever. And also, as a person that genuinely cares about personal growth and other people, it hurts my heart because, it to me, I feel like our community and the world has become kind of like, you know, oh, as soon as it gets hard, I want someone to help me when they don't understand that. And I'm not saying this is everybody, but when they don't see, maybe I should take a step back, figure this out 
instead of immediately seeing what I can get, mm -hmm. you know? So it's hard for me because it's not like I'm always like, oh, I can't do the pay rate or a pay raise right now, which, you know, I couldn't, but it was also like, you got to learn how to get through these hard times. This is just like, especially in the really young people that would work for me. Like, if you think this is bad, mm -hmm. ooh, ooh, <laughs> the stuff I could share with you. I remember telling her, I'm used to eating ramen noodles and hot dogs. I ate ramen noodles <laughs> and hot dogs to start. So if I need to eat ramen noodles and hot dogs again to get this business going, because it is my true purpose, I don't mind eating ramen and noodles and hot dogs. Yep. I think you do. <laughs> and that's going to be the difference between us. You can't take a step back to take a step forward. But sometimes you just got to do that, you know, and. Yeah, that's been like the most heartbreaking thing with my employees in this, uh, the shift that our, you know, world's taking right now where I'm just like, just push through. Right. Every person I see, I'm like, re you need to read Man's Search for Meaning. You need to read these books because the these are the people that are the strong-minded people that are going to adapt instead of demand. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? It's in, that's when you see those people go, oh, I found my purpose in that mm -hmm. struggle. Every interview I've had, there, there's been a moment in it where it's like, there's the trailer. Like, there's, there's, the, there's the nugget mm -hmm. that someone is going to get from this. And that was, shit, that was brilliant. That really was. It. Oh, and no, you're welcome. <laughs> but it's also, too, it's safe to like, it's 100% true. I had, um, like, I, I had a, a massage therapist once. Um, she quit because she wanted to go back to esthetician school. Perfect. That, you know, mm -hmm. I, I want to I better my, my station. Awesome. Um, I had another one who called off her engagement and move back to Pennsylvania. I, I can't really speak to that. That's kind of rough. Um, and then I had a front desk girl who literally like walked out. Shit, this it might have been an hour into like her third shift. Just, just like, and we only have three hour shifts. Like, <laughs> she walked out an hour into uh, into like her third shift, and just did didn't come back. Like, didn't respond to a text. Nothing. Uh, I had another one, and this one. <laughs> It was, it was kind of terrifying for a hot second. Um, she left after the morning. Okay, cool. And then Juliet, my office manager, she walked out to um, go to her car. And in the parking lot, all she saw was the shirt that we had got this girl and her shoes just left in the parking lot. Yeah. yeah. Like, and, and she was a girl a, got stolen. Yes. <laughs> she was a tiny person too. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my God. Like, and so like, I'm so you're I'm, like genuinely yeah, concerned. Like, Please, well, what happened? Why are your shoes? And it's like, why would they? Why would she take her shoes off? Or why would they yeah. take? Why would they? The people who stole her take her shoes off? Mm -hmm. um, and then she responded back. There was somebody um, in the office that morning that was basically was telling me how their child was injured by a vaccine. Mm -hmm. They were just sharing this with me, and it, it happened within the last like forty eight hours. Like they got a vaccine, and then all of a sudden, you know, they had that look that. Yeah vaccine injured children have yeah and he was sharing this with me he wasn't decrying the the pharmaceutical industry like yeah, he's like hey i ranting. think this happened yeah he's like what i'm like i do i don't know man and but in texting the girl that i thought was stolen she goes i can't believe or i, I can't work in a place that would allow somebody with such barbaric um frames of mind to you know enter it's like she, she tried to put it as political as possible but at the same time like the fact that she just left her fucking shoes and her shirt right. and people like don't realize i remember someone one time that's just that mentality because i remember someone one time jen someone can take a vitamin and die like 
everybody has yeah. some kind of like we didn't say that right. <laughs> you took it to that level yes. without even question a- a- questioning <laughs> me um the intent of that conversation <laughs> yeah that's yeah, crazy and it's so like mm. the, the two that left um one certainly the other again if you call off your engagement and you got nobody else here okay go back to pennsylvania so might have been a smoother way to but if you're going to run away from something sure run away from an ex i guess i'm okay with that yeah um, yeah yeah right. but then the other two like just just didn't even talk I, I had literally i was blindsided and this was this was back to back too i was blindsided twice in a row and this goes back to the interview thing like that's why interviews suck like I thought they were great hires. Like yeah. they, they filled out the W two and like, okay, I'm making a commitment to you. Yeah. They neither neither gave me a fucking. Word. Yeah, and that's and that's another thing I kind of think came from the pandemic is people have this like closed minded thought that unless you believe exactly what I believe, then I can't have, be in the same situation. Which again is just div- dividing us a lot. But it's like, you know, what? That's so unhelpful for your growth. <sighs> If you can't even be in the presence of something and hear a second thought and not, not, not that you have to believe it, mm-hmm. but to just, that's going to, so every workplace you ever walk into, if they even mention it, you're right. going to walk <laughs> out like how that's hurting nobody but you, yep. nobody but you. It's and it's awesome. like, God, oh, that's so sad. Like, <laughs> man, uh, like I, I, I have very say. strong beliefs, but I can sit there and listen to someone about their beliefs till I'm blue in the face. And I, I don't ever have to agree with them, nope. but I'll sit there and go, I can sit here and listen to your opinion. Um, unless you offend me personally or my family, I don't, that's fine. Yeah. Whatever <laughs> happened, just being able to <laughs> agree to disagree. Yeah, okay. Exactly. Here's this topic. I mean, in this case it was vaccines, but it could be fucking anything. I disagree, but I know that's not you as a whole person. Yeah, exactly. So all the other stuff that I've been able to you know, accept and tolerate and yeah. heck, like, and love to this point. I'll just focus on that stuff. Yeah. And that's hitting small businesses. And I don't think people really see that part too. So that's just another one of the struggles that we're dealing with. Like pay. um, It needs to be the perfect environment for me emotionally, physically, and spiritually. And then it also needs to allow me growth when I want it on the timeline that I want it. And you're like, uh, okay. So I feel checked. I checked two of those boxes, but that third one might have to wait. No, mm, mm, mm. <laughs> or I may need to see a little like give back before I invest in that. Mm. Right. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> but again, going back to like the self growth, it, it hurts me more than anything because I just watch people hurt themselves by not even thinking of, by allowing like you said, other forces on the outside to, to fear monger them or to penetrate them in a negative way, because in my opinion, that's like just another way to control them. So it's just, you know, it's like, Oh no, right? you're doing it. You're, <laughs> you're falling for it. it. You're, you're falling doing for it. it. Dang it. Oh man. None of that was wrong though. Yeah. That was awesome. It <laughs> yeah. really was. It was cool. So the, the shtick, if you will, that I've developed with this, is the uh, the rapid fire questions okay. to kind of close things mm-hmm. out here? Um, because obviously the whole goal of this thing is to to help you know people in, in entrepreneurial and self development and self improvement spaces. Um, this is a long format thing. Mm-hmm. What if somebody just wants? Okay, just hey, just just give me some good bullet uh, some bullet points, some yeah. nuggets. Like mm-hmm. I said though, that that was fucking awesome. We're gonna turn that into a reel. Mm-hmm. So with everything that you've gone through in the last twenty years with the multiple businesses and places things like that. Who would you trade places with for a day? You know, everyone thinks I'm kind of like a simp. 
which I am I'm easy to please and simple, but I, I would probably change places with someone that has a very bougie lifestyle for a day. Um, because Alexis Anderson. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well that I can't take her in this. Her, I mean, it's weird. I can't even like <laughs> channel that energy. I have not born with her like feminine goddess energy when it comes to <laughs> her style and stuff like that. I would say more like, you know, the take me out shopping or like take me out to some crazy beach and I'll tell you, or like take me on vacations, you know, or something like that for a day. Take me to some place that I'll never be able to have a chance again. Now I have done that stuff before. I'll tell you why I would want it a day is because I lived it for a while and I did not like a lot of the baggage that came along with that lifestyle. Because people don't understand that that lifestyle holds a lot of baggage. Mm-hmm. So give it to me in small little portions that I don't have the responsibility connected to it. So, I, I, you know, I always say like some kind of billionaire or something. What's a guilty pleasure of yours? I really like being naked in like natural spaces. That is one of my guilty pleasures. But I think it's very freeing. Mm-hmm. And it's like a big F you to everybody. Like a big like, I don't need people around me. It's just like sheds all of it brings you back to nature and you can just go, I am just a thing in a space with no responsibility and I don't give a crap what I look like. So I that's think part of that just fits pleasure. into the stereotype of the massage therapist. Yeah. Yeah. I remember whenever this whole fusion thing happened, I talked to my girlfriend, I was crying on the phone. I was like, I just need to go in a waterfall naked somewhere and just wash this all clean. <laughs> you know, it's just, you know, kind of that mentality. <laughs> okay. Well, <laughs> just a little segue here. What's the worst advice you've ever gotten? I got told before that I shouldn't have a second child. That was probably the worst piece of advice I ever got because they believed that I couldn't handle a second child. And going back to the fueled by spite, you don't tell me. You had a kid out of spite? (laughs) Yeah, but I was like, I was already planning on having- entirely out of spite. But I thought in my mind, what gives you the right to tell me how I should develop my family? Because of one part of my life. Uh So that was probably the worst piece of advice I ever got. And that just pissed me off. That's awesome. Yeah. (laughs) What's something you wish you were better at? Probably at budgeting a little bit. I tend to be, which comes to, it helps me a lot, but I tend to be the person that jumps before thinking uh, and it's served me well, but there's been times with my budget where I'm like, oh, I want this now. (laughs) And then I'll go. Oh, shoot. Yeah. Oh, shoot. Another thing I learned with Fusion. What's the best compliment you've ever received? Uh, man, I get, I got one today from a client that told me that, and this is one, and I never know how to respond, but it's always, you are amazing and your hands, they'll basically tell me that what I, I do was a gift from God and they wish they could have found that. And I'm like, what do you, what do you say to that? Right. And I'm just like, I mean, I know, <laughs> but I feel like that's such a compliment. You know, it's like, how can that's someone saying you found your purpose and I see that you found your purpose and you're mm-hmm. like, dang, I, I did. Thanks. God, send an anonymous email. So they don't know what's coming from. Cause that's I, a lot of pressure. Yeah. And I still, I today, and I thought, cause again, Tamika, she's like, learn to take a compliment. And I've been way better about it. But when people say that, I mean, what are you, all I can say is thank you. Mm-hmm. And, and, but they'll keep going. And I'm like, I don't know what else uh, to say. I'm like, ah. it's like I, I literally like, again, for Tamika, 
um, for the uninitiated, my wife, yeah. um, <laughs> there's like, I'll, I'll say it to patients, like, hey, nice shoes. Thanks. I got them. And like, I literally sound uh-huh. like, just say thanks. Just, yeah. Sh- that's all I'm saying. cute shoes. I don't care where you got them or how much they right. were at Target. Is there anything that you wished I had asked you or brought up? I do want people to understand that there's a major lack of mindfulness in the world. And when I say mindfulness, it's not some kind of like hippy dippy term where you're thinking, Oh, I have to but do running it. naked under a waterfall. Right. <laughs> there's ways that you can find mindfulness through um, other experiences that aren't hyped up that you don't need to go to someone to find the way to get there um, that you can learn for free that can open up doors in your life exponentially you just have to find someone that will help you with that whether that's why i like cold plunging so whether that's cold plunging or you know breathing techniques or um listening to your body through somatics but i think once our our the human race becomes more mindful of their body again on a deeper level they can start sensing issues before they become chronic pain and injury. Mm-hmm. So we need to make more prior that a more priority, fix that before we start to only look on the outside. Look, look at the in first person experience more. We need to really start delving into that first person experience and quit, quit trying to say that it's a hippy dippy thing. It is a something that happens in our brain that's been shown through brain scans mm-hmm. that are firing in our brain that helps us heal and helps us become um, more deeply aware of sensations in our body. Um, and we just need to be, people need to know that, I think. Yeah, it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's really, it, it's, it needs to be well-rounded. There, there is no one, one cure. One, there's not one pill for one ill, yeah. for lack of a better word. I, I saw some, I mean, not, not to make this just holistic, but again, holistic is not a bad thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I saw something the other day. It was like, if, if you're, you know, a healthcare provider, not even just medical doctor, it could be a massage therapist, it could be a chiropractor, it could be a PT. If your healthcare provider isn't also asking you about how much you're exercising, what your diet looks like, what you do for work, what yeah. your mental state is and what your thoughts are like, things like that. If they're not asking about that, they're not going to be able to fix you. And yeah. I'm, I'm sure you've had patients or clients like that. Cause I know I have where they come in and they want a massage, they want an adjustment. But at the same time, like I am, you're never going to get better Mm-mm. because of what you have happening up exactly. here. Exactly. And until you take care of it, I can adjust you all day long. You can yeah. do a, a hour long massage every week, every three days. Right. But if you don't, if you don't fix your diet, if you don't fix what you say to yourself, just the stuff that you say to yourself every day when nobody else is listening, you're, you're beyond help. Right. But at the same time from a provider, if you don't take that stuff into account, you're doing a disservice. You're not taking, you're not looking at the whole patient. Exactly. And like, it's, we're never going to be out of a job because there are people like that are needed. Like I tell my clients, there's going to become times in your life where you're not going to be able to take care of yourself as much as you are. One of the big ones I see, because a lot of my clientele is over 50 are people that are having to caretake older parents. Mm -hmm. And I tell them in that you're going to be living in purgatory with this parent that has cancer for the next six months, you're going to be stuck. I'm here for you to help you through that. You're not going to be able to take care of yourself as much as you can. That's fine. I'm just letting you know that that's how it's going to be probably for about six months, but then we're going to have to refine you and things like that. But, you know, to even have that awareness of I'm about to go into purgatory, I'm about to not be able to take care of myself. I'm about to have to prioritize someone over me 
but that's okay. And I will find myself again. Just that mentality helps you get through that whole mm -hmm. experience. And it makes our lives easier when we work with those people, you know, when they have that mentality of, okay, I'm, I'm on board, which we're all going to ebb and flow from yeah. it. That's fine. That's fine. But just know that that's going to be the root cause of everything. And it's not. So I want to thank you for your time. Is there anything that you want to throw out there where people can find you? Oh yeah. So I'm going to be developing a lot of classes in the next and fall. I'll be teaching again, um, the somatic classes. Uh, so just a little bit about that mindfulness that I was talking about. That is a really good, great way to get introduced into it because I teach you how to be mindful, particularly with the movements in your body, which we can which can open up to that. That's going to be coming in fall. If you, you want to go to my website, it's www.wholesomamassage.com. And I'll be developing also like streaming platforms and things like that, for, or um, some kind of subscription type thing with that as well. So, and you can book online with me at myself or so Cecilia at that website as well. And then if you are interested in some free classes that I do, I have offered in the past during the pandemic to keep my sanity and to keep my clients healthy. I did a lot of videos. If you go search it's still under fusion whole body recovery on YouTube, you'll find about um, 20 videos of my somatics videos or somatic, I mean, um, pandemic done. So they're not the best, but <laughs> they can give you a little taste of what somatics is. And that's cool. You can see if it's, I even teach one on there called mindful evening meditation, where it's a combination of meditation and movement to help you become more mindful. So that's yeah. awesome. Are you yeah. on uh, Instagram at all? Yeah, uh, mainly Facebook. Um, just look up Wholesome Massage. Awesome. Yeah. So, cool. Yeah. Jen, appreciate the time. Thank you. Yeah, this is, I think this is the third recording we've done because I know I did that like Friday afternoon live thing probably. Yeah. Like fun. once. Yeah, it's so fun. <laughs> I love talking to you. <laughs> once again, everybody out there, uh, sorry, I don't know where I thought the camera yeah. was. <laughs> um, again, appreciate you watching. As always, like, share, subscribe. Uh, Jen, just further proof that you will learn more here by accident than elsewhere by design. Right mm -hmm. here, Fueled by Spite. Thanks, guys. We'll see you on the next one. Mm -hmm.